0: Season four, episode 40, or midweek bonus episode where we're having some phallus fun this week. (laughs) I don't know why it is that um, a a, a guy's manhood can be so funny and so stupid at the same time, but nevertheless, here we are. So uh, enjoy your little bonus dose of stupidity because I'm already working on next week's bonus episode. That's just how much stupidity there is out there. All the stories that you're going to hear in this podcast are true. None of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. Saint Eric Lane, and welcome to the midweek bonus episode of My Stupid World. Just remember if you see something stupid, say something stupid. And if you like the podcast, make sure you rate and review it because I get five star stupidity for you. So give it a five star rating and maybe even write a review of the podcast. I just might read it in an upcoming episode. And please, what whatever you do, uh, you know, it, if you have to make a comment about something, okay, I think sometimes it's just easier to just tell me your frustration rather than go out and do something dramatic. I know you see so much stupidity. You just say, you know what? I need to tell somebody about the stupidity that I just experienced. This is why I let you leave messages, and make comments, you know, because this gives you an opportunity to vent. This is a public service. I allow this podcast to come out so you can hear all the stupidity. So that way you can say, you know what, let me just tell you about some of the stupidity that I had to encounter. I'd love to hear some of your stupidity. So definitely, go. you can just go to podcast.insaneericlane.com. That's E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E.com insaneericlane.com podcast.insaneericlane.com okay that's all you got to do goes out to the website and you can leave me a message tell me about some of the stupidity that you've encountered I'd love to hear it <clears throat> you know I might like I said might even use it <clears throat> on an upcoming episode but it's always good to get firsthand experience so you don't go out and do something stupid like shoot up a taco bell there's no good reason whatsoever. To shoot up a Taco Bell but I can tell you this this does not make any sense whatsoever police say a 30 year old man David Sharp drove up to the drive through of a Taco Bell in Yakima Washington just before two in the morning on a Friday night tried to order some food but that location closed at one o'clock a few employees are still around kind of cleaning up well they told David we're closed We got everything put away. We can't serve you. And, well, that just enraged old David. And he started threatening the workers, pounding on the windows, saying he'd break in if they didn't make him tacos. Oh, the things people do for tacos. Well, eventually he drove off. But then a few minutes later, he came back and fired two shots at the building. Well, the employees called 911. The police came and arrested him. There you have it. Could have been a lot worse. By the way, the guy had three guns in the car. Two of them were loaded. David was hit with multiple charges. Oh, including DUI. Oh, and to add to the stupidity, I Googled it. There are two other Taco Bells in Yakima, Washington. And both of them were less than 10 minutes away. That would have I think they would have been open at that at that time. In fact, one served until 3 a.m., the other was serving until 4 a.m., but he decided to go to the one that closed at 1 a.m. and wanted tacos. Look, David, there's a Taco Bell app. You can just find the nearest Taco Bell that's open. Yeah, you don't have to do something so dramatic, but now you get to eat prison food. I think I would take Taco Bell over prison food any day. Well, one soldier is lucky to be alive after a live grenade was lodged in his torso. It happened during a bloody battle in Bakhmut, Ukraine. He had to have it surgically removed. Now, the Ukrainian surgeon, Major General Andrei Verba, had to perform the surgery knowing this thing could blow up at any second. Talk about steady hands. Well... The confirmed regional governor, uh, Serhiy Borzov, in a Facebook post, he said, our military doctors performed an operation to remove an unexploded VOG grenade from the body of a serviceman. The VOG grenade, by the way, was fired from a grenade launcher attached to an assault rifle. The operation was performed in the company of two other soldiers due to the threat of an explosion. Now, an electrocoagulation... Uh, it's a surgery that uses heat to control bleeding and destroy the abnormal tissue could not be conducted because, well, it might trigger the grenade. But Dr. Verbo was able to successfully perform the surgery and remove the grenade, according to what uh, Sergei Bozov had said in the Facebook post. <laughs> you know, I haven't heard of a belly bomb like this since White Castle, but congratulations to the steady hand of the surgeon. That's when you really put your trust in God and anything else that you can. A 27-year-old Florida man, though, he's facing multiple charges after hitting an officer with a car, biting another one, then breaking into a dance in the middle of traffic, according to authorities. Deputies say that Malik Smith went on this rampage in a Winter's Garden smoke shop in Florida, caused thousands of dollars in damages. He then turned on the officers, hitting one with a car, later biting the other, but not before he took a little dance break in the middle of traffic, according to the Miami Herald. Now Smith is facing charges of resisting an officer with violence, two counts of resisting an officer without violence, battery on an officer, failing to obey law enforcement orders, aggravated battery on an officer, criminal mischief of $1,000 or more, and as far as I know, he's still in jail according to the Orange County Jail Records, and I don't think he has any chances of being a next contestant on Dancing with the Stars either. Oh well. Well, single guys, and I used to be one, single guys have just admitted something that is most definitely not going to help their relationship status. There's a British study that looked at how often adults change their bed sheets. Single men were found to have, quote, significantly worse hygiene than women. Most of the women that listen to the podcast are saying, Amen. About half of the UK single men admitted they wait up to four months to wash their bed sheets. Ew, another 12% said they wash them when they can remember to do it, which could be even longer. Unsurprisingly, their bedding was changed more often once they were in a relationship, most likely because women prefer or perform the majority of all the household chores, according to a Gallup poll. I'm surprised single men change their sheets at all. I mean, I think I speak for many single men everywhere whenever I say, mm, you're supposed to change your sheets, really? Yeah, I think I had a roommate like that once. I really did. First semester in college, Okay. My, I, had, I had a roommate for one semester in college. That's all it took, one semester. After that, I had a private room. Okay, the guy, not only did he not change his bedsheets, he didn't take a shower because we had those community showers, okay? They're all in one room, right? Except there were no stalls. It was just one open room with eight shower heads. Yeah, you can go and take a shower and you can't help as you're taking a shower with all the other guys to think of that quote from one of our greatest American presidents, all men are created equal. I can tell you right now, and give you a little argument in that department. Nevertheless, my roommate decided it would be better not to take a shower than to take a shower with other guys. And, well, let's just say the black and white zebra bedsheets after the end of the first semester, were more like black and yellow zebra bed sheets. Yeah, so um, the second semester for my freshman year, I got a private room. Yeah. Unbelievably, though, the guy did get married. So maybe he's got his bed sheets being washed now. Well, Missouri lawmakers turned their attention to a pressing matter when they returned to the state capitol recently, women's bare arms. No, we're not talking about ammunition. In its first session of the year, the Republican-controlled State House of Representatives in Missouri tightened their dress code for women, but not for men, to require the female lawmakers to cover their arms. I guess they don't like... Those baggy biceps or something. I don't know. Representative Ann Kelly, a Republican that co-sponsored the dress code update, initially wanted everyone to have blazers to wear while in the chamber. But Republicans eventually conceded that cardigans and jackets would be okay after incredulous Democrats roasted the pro- the proposal. Just finished floor debate explaining why knit blazers do not include cardigans on an amendment restricting that women can wear in the House according to what one Democrat, Jamie Johnson, tweeted. I don't know. Do you get the feeling that life is um, a little different in Missouri? I guess when it comes to, you know, you got to show me, Uh, don't show me your bare arms, ladies. I guess the idea is to prevent female lawmakers from showing off all their tattoos. By the way, if you don't get the show me joke, that's their nickname, the Show Me State, okay, just so you know. I have to explain stuff like this because some people don't understand, really. Well, the Florida Keys Sheriff's Office, they've got a new member of the family, Meet Squirt, the skunk. Yeah, Squirt is a rescue skunk. He landed at the Monroe County Sheriff's Office Animal Farm. The skunk won't have any official police duties, <clears throat> but will be part of the critter collection the sheriff's office maintains and occasionally opens to the public. Squirt, by the way, joins other new arrivals at the sheriff's petting zoo, including Jack, the ostrich, Julian, the lemur, Kinks, uh, Kinks, the kinkajou, and Lala, the silver fox. The farm has more than 150 animals, um... In fact, the Animal Farm said in a Facebook post about Squirt, his owner felt he was no longer able to spend as much time with him as he deserved and was looking to rehome him. I get the feeling cops in the Florida Keys have a lot of free time on their hands. Is anybody else just kind of grossed out about the idea of a skunk named Squirt? Although, I think they should just use Squirt in lieu of a police dog. I have a feeling you can get a lot more compliance from perps when you bring out the skunk. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay, I surrender. Don't spray. Don't spray. <laughs> well, there's a vast historic house adorned with erotic frescoes has reopened in the ancient city of Pompeii following a 20-year refurbishment. It's called the House of Vetti. Now, the House of Vetti was engulfed alongside the rest of the city by the volcanic ash, that spewed from Mount Vesuvius in 79 AD. Well, they re- unveiled it back in January of 2023 by Gabriel Zuchtregel, the director of Pompeii Archaeological Park. The home, thought to have been constructed around the 2nd century BC, was owned by Ad Alulus Vettius Restutitus and Alulus Vettius Conviva, who became rich by selling wine after being freed from slavery. Now, a fresco at the entrance depicts Priapus, the god of fertility, with a huge penis resting on a weighing scale, also loaded with money. Imagine that. I'll definitely have to include this picture in our Telegram channel. By the way, the mural reflects the owner's wealth while Priapus was also thought of to ward off evil. In the dining room known as the Hall of Pentheus, a fresco depicts the Greek hero Hercules as a child crushing two snakes. The owners eventually tried to show their new status along the, uh, through the culture and though Greek mythological paintings. They did this through the, the, the Greek mythological paintings according to what uh, Zutregel tells the Associated Press. Now, he says, it's all about saying we've made it so we are part of this elite of the Roman world. Now, the director of fresco restoration, Stefania Guidis, revealed also that paraffin was used to try to conserve the frescoes over the years, but this resulted in them becoming very blurred. The process caused layers of wax to form on the walls which preserved the frescoes, This is the conclusion of a complete restoration of the most important house in Pompeii. The house was closed for about 20 years. In the meantime, though, the the problems mainly relating to damaging roofing have worsened. Now, in 2015, they said we started a new planning of both the completion of the roofs of the peristyle sector and maintenance of the roofs of the atrium and service area sector. The project also involved the restoration of all the wall and floor decorations. The bright colors and the myriad of details covered by the layers of wax during the 20th century restoration have re-emerged. Now, Ariana Spinoza, the director of restoration work there in Pompeii, tells the art newspaper the house renovation project is the latest phase in the revamping of Pompeii. Last year, archaeologists at the ancient site unearthed a series of rooms and a residence that belonged to a middle-class family whose household items were burned or buried in the volcanic debris. But definitely the fresco of Priapus with that large manhood basically resting on a scale is a sight to see. It would definitely be something many men would love to have as a a way of bragging, I guess. that's definitely bragging rights for sure. Wow. But, you know, that's really considered art nowadays. Anybody want to do a live model of a recreation of that? Do we have any candidates out there? Well, police in Houston are looking for a suspect who had a very bizarre interaction with a woman at a gas station on Christmas Eve. A 20-year-old woman said that around 10.45 at night, the black man in his early 20s walks up to her in a gas station and starts flirting with her. Well, she ignored him at first, but he wouldn't stop. So she said she really wasn't interested and walked outside. Well, the guy followed her out and begged her for her number. She refused. She said, I have a boyfriend and wished him a good night. Well, that's when the guy decided to rob her. (laughs) He demanded her purse while holding his hand inside his pocket in such a way that suggested he might have a gun. He snatches the purse and says, where's your boyfriend now? And walked back to his vehicle and drove off. The whole incident, of course, was caught on surveillance video, but the police are now still trying to locate the man. Now, the local TV station, ABC 13, has the surveillance video and an interview with the victim. Hopefully, they might find the guy, and hopefully, whatever girlfriend he might have, well, probably he won't have after the word gets out. Uh, It's kind of crazy where companies can catch stuff like this nowadays, but also, I wouldn't try this trick on a bunch of accountants. Okay, There's a woman named Carly Bessie. She used to work at an accounting firm on Vancouver Island up in Canada and recently sued them for wrongful termination. She claims they still owed her $5,000 in unpaid wages, but the company countersued, claiming she actually owed them money. They said she was fired for, quote, time theft while working at home. She's working from home for the company And she stole time. Or basically, just not working all the hours that she said she was. How many times have you heard about that happening? And they also have proof. They have a program that's called Time Camp. That was on her work laptop. Now, that's a tracking software that can tell if you're working or not. It can distinguish between work tasks and things like being on Facebook or watching videos. And it showed that in a span of one month last year, Carly claimed she worked 51 more hours than she really did. Her excuse? She was printing out hard copies of documents and was working off those instead of on her computer. But the company also tracked her printer usage, said that wasn't true. So the court sided with the company and they ordered Carly to repay over $2,000 in wages, and a judge gave her 30 days to comply. Yes, indeed. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. I, uh, I I just love it whenever things like that take place, you know? Well, anyway, I like this story where a Florida activist has applied to display a giant penis sculpture in nine Florida cities to mark the Festival of Steel Phallus. Yeah, the festival of the Steel Phallus is a fertility celebration in Japan's Shinto region, and or the Shinto religion. I wonder if this guy's ever been to Pompeii. I don't know. Well anyway, the South Florida Sun Sentinel reports that the Fort Lauderdale has uh, the Fort Lauderdale man has told Sha his told Shaz um, yeah, Shaw Stevens to fill out an application, which he takes as a promising sign. But Mayor Dean Trentalis is against it. He says, Fort Lauderdale embraces diversity, but at some point we need to draw a line between expression and decency, he tells the newspaper. All Mr. Stevens is trying to do is draw attention to himself. The city of Fort Lauderdale tries to maintain a family-friendly environment. We're not the stage for personal excesses. So, I don't know. Maybe you may or may not see um, the nine penises in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yeah, the guy's from Florida. Yep. Kind of figures. I mean, come on, the guy's name is also Chaz, too. You know, that's really all you need to know. Hey, stupid world. Dum, dum, de, dum, dum. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story, from your stupid world? Maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, Well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. And uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, And by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. What's going on, guys? It's Dan here. And are you someone that just can't seem to get enough insanity in your life? Well, I have some great news for you. If you tune into the Button Pusher Podcast, you'll get plenty of that and more. Give it a listen. The Button Pusher Podcast with Daniel Leslie. Check it out on Spotify. And now, from the news desk called Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. President Biden traveled to California's central coast to visit areas that have been devastated by extreme weather. Because who better to evaluate a natural disaster than a walking disaster? You really got a feel for the people of California. They're already dealing with harsh weather and an incompetent governor. And now Joe comes to town. According to new research... Managing emotions and controlling negative thoughts can help limit neurodegeneration and slow down brain aging. So, now we expect the president's aide to book him a series of therapy sessions pronto. A Florida man has been accused of illegally trafficking venomous snakes from his home. Scary situation, but at least he wasn't acting like a typical Florida man and flashing his trouser snake. You usually don't see this many toxic creatures in a house, unless it's the House of Representatives, that is. A dog in the UK left her owner in shock when she went foraging for a stick, only to come back with a sex toy in her mouth. She came back with a big, well, word that rhymes with stick in her mouth. Dogs love barking at delivery guys when they drop off packages, but who knew they also loved playing with packages? YouTuber Tflev shared that while at home, he plugged in his brand-new electric Hummer truck, which has a 250-kilowatt battery, only to find that it would take several days for him to get a complete charge. Right now, the only thing angering people more than this electric truck is an electric stove. With the Buccaneers 2022 campaign in the books, conversations regarding Tom Brady's future will start to reemerge as one of the hottest topics around the NFL. People think Tom will be back because he's married to the game and no longer married to Gazelle. When asked about retirement, Brady said the topic was the furthest thing from my mind, which is shocking because people thought the furthest thing from his mind was his family Newly released text messages show that Hunter Biden paid his father's bills while he was earning money from overseas. I'm sure the electric bill was high with all the laundering, er, I mean, laundry they were doing. The money included thousands in repairs to Joe's Wilmington, Delaware home. But Hunter is insisting that he had to spend big money because the only way Joe, Joe can get up the staircase is with a newly installed chairlift. Liberal social media users trashed independent Arizona Senator Kirsten Cinema for wearing an outfit that made her look like a sheep. But if liberal social media users really want to see a sheep, they should just look in the mirror. They're so mad at her ever since she switched from Democrat to independent. I mean, in their eyes, she really broke bad. According to language learning platform Preply, Louisiana is the slowest talking state averaging 4.78 syllables per second and if you have ever been to bourbon street you know it's also the state with the most slurred words south carolina and mississippi are the second and third slowest talking states respectively the south clearly moves at a slower pace well until they see their cute cousin at a family barbecue that is A young alligator was discovered in an empty lot in New Jersey, prompting speculation about how that reptile ended up abandoned in the garden state. It's entirely possible the gator ended up in New Jersey the same way everybody else did, by giving up on his hopes and dreams. The gator is ready to go somewhere else less smelly, you know, like his swamp. A California woman captured video of a large bear, that braved uh, the rainy weather to take a swim in her family's backyard pool. Kind of a scary situation. But luckily, her bear cubs didn't show up, or there'd also be pee in the pool. (laughs) A Brazilian social media influencer is raising eyebrows for tattooing the whites of her eyes black. What a horrific idea. Besides, being a social media influencer, tattooing your eyes is bad, too. Now now, some of her social media followers are worried that she'll go blind, but hey, at least she won't have to look at herself in the mirror anymore. President Biden celebrated the NBA champion Golden State Warriors at the White House, and it was a thrill for Joe, who said he really admires how well the team plays football. Vice President Kamala Harris, a California native and longtime Warriors fan, spoke first at the ceremony, and luckily she didn't revert to her California Attorney General days by trying to put all the guys in jail. Alec Baldwin is being charged with involuntary manslaughter in that fatal shooting of cinematographer Haley Hutchins on the New Mexico set of the Western movie Rust, and Alec is just shocked because he never thought the city of New Mexico would pull the trigger. A new study looking at Spotify reveals that the Billie Eilish song Lovely is among the best music to help people fall asleep. Music is really a good option, but really the best way to fall asleep will always be tuning into CNN. A Florida man celebrated his 100th birthday, starting his day like he usually does with a 15 minute ride on his adult tricycle, followed by the 10 minute uh, process of changing his adult diapers. Floyd York lives in the gated community of Cache k in Vero Beach, enjoying a life of leisure since he retired from the banking business three decades ago. Now that he no longer works in banking, he deals with less slimy characters, you know, like lizards and snakes. Bringing cake into the office should be seen as harmful to your colleagues in the same way as passive smoking, according to the chairwoman of Britain's top food watchdog. So on her birthday, let's hope her colleagues brings in nothing but raw carrots and broccoli. Sony has announced that Ange Lee's masterpiece, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, is returning to the big screen. It's much better than what's currently on TV. Lying President, Hidden Documents. Carol Baskin shockingly claimed in a now viral UK TV interview that her ex, quote, is alive and well in Costa Rica. I mean, if he's really alive, we know he's doing well because he's very far away from her. However, the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office confirmed that it had not heard any news of his apparent materializing, stressing that his case remained a priority. People still think she killed him, but look, I don't know. I watched the whole documentary, and after being married to her, this guy may have just fed himself to the Tigers. And Fox Sports is predicting that if Tom Brady does not retire, the three teams he'll most likely play for are the Buccaneers, the Raiders, and the 49ers. Knight could also sign with the Jets, but he'd rather play for an NFL team. More importantly, though, they're predicting that he will play in the league next year. Stadiums are always equipped with wheelchair ramps, so Brady should be good to go. And according to researchers from the University of California, San Diego, algae could be the future of food. I don't know anything about eating this green plant, but I do think it sounds an awful lot like these scientists were definitely smoking a certain green plant. I mean, in the review, they break down the environmental and nutritional benefits of introducing the superfood into our food system. But now everyone's saying that if they wanted to eat a disgusting plant for dinner, they'd just go pick up a bag of kale. Star running back Saquon Barkley says that despite their brutal playoff loss against the Eagles, He wants to be a giant for life, which is kind of a fancy way of saying I don't care about winning. Although it is nice to play for a professional organization in New York. I mean, he could be playing for the Jets instead. And in a recent interview, Nancy Pelosi said she was not a big fan of MSNBC and their coverage of President Biden's document scandal, which kind of makes sense because, you know, she can't stand when a media outlet finally tells the truth. I mean, I'm not a big fan of MSNBC. I love some individuals there, but that's what she said. We all know that that's definitely not true because Nancy is incapable of loving anybody but herself. And despite a recent study saying otherwise, researchers are claiming that single-use coffee pods are still bad pretty much for the environment, most likely, and drinking too much of them is still pretty much bad for your underwear as well. I'll never understand people that drink single-use coffee pods all the time. I mean, if you wanted watered-down garbage that barely qualifies as coffee, I call snuff water. Just hit up the local Dunkin' Donuts. A Houston woman pled guilty to stealing a million-dollar scratch-off lottery ticket from her cousin, taking the lump sum payout of a half million dollars. Not surprising, though, she probably learned how to steal by watching her hometown Houston Astros. (laughs) She's expected to be sentenced to 16 to 48 months in prison, and there she'll be gambling every day when she eats their cafeteria food. Doctors amputated the testicle of a young man that got clubbed in the groin by a police officer during the huge Paris demonstration. I mean, the French are known for losing their balls during a battle, but not literally, and now he plans to sue. And the cops are like, geez, the ball on that guy. ESPN reporter Chris Mortensen reported that Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson rejected a contract offer that would have paid him $133 million fully guaranteed signing. Geez, that's a lot to pay a bird who always seems to have a broken wing. 33 million? That's highway robbery. I mean, which the people of the Baltimore folks are pretty much used to. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of uh, the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You're able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with um, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash lane. That's t.me slash insaneeriklane. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing, or something. No, this week's Genius award. And this week's Genius Awards... Starts off by going to a 25-year-old woman who has been charged by deputies in East Baton Rouge, Louisiana with attempted murder after she allegedly stabbed her boyfriend when he urinated in their bed. East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office deputies responded to reports of a stabbing victim at a local hospital. The victim was being treated for a stab wound on his left side of his torso and a punctured lung. He told police his girlfriend, Brianna Lacoste, became extremely enraged after he urinated on the bed that they shared for the past year and a half. The report also noted Brianna and the victim had been drinking that night and were both intoxicated. After urinating on the bed, the victim told police the victim was woken up by Lacoste, who started hitting him. While he tried to get away from her, Lacoste allegedly ran at him with a kitchen knife and stabbed him. investigators spoke with Lacoste, who told deputies she and her boyfriend were planning on separating. She admitted to deputies she was upset that her boyfriend peed on himself and ripped him off the bed. The altercation between the two then followed. She tried to administer medical aid, but then transported her boyfriend to the hospital instead. Deputies charged Lacoste with second-degree attempted murder. Now, this isn't something you see every day. I mean, Not only was this woman pissed off, but she was pissed on. (laughs) I'm sure the guy lost a significant amount of blood, but nothing was emptier than his bladder, that's for sure. And then there's this a trio of men from New York are behind bars after police say they tried to hide 83 pounds of marijuana behind a dumpster after one of the men called 911. State troopers out of Bedford, Pennsylvania, responded to a 911 hang-up call at a Marathon gas station. One of the men, later discovered to be 30-year-old Sakui Wang of Flushing, New York, allegedly called 911, said there were people in his car with marijuana and he wanted to get them out, but they refused. When they got there, troopers said two men, 29-year-old Yang Yaming Yang and 29-year-old Dehu Yu, both from Flushing, New York, were seen standing near duffel bags in the parking lot. The men reportedly gave troopers permission to search the duffel bag and marijuana in vacuum-sealed bags was found. Troopers reported they found five trash bags hidden behind the dumpster that contained 83 pounds of marijuana with an estimated street value of more than $300,000. Yang, the driver, was contacted and agreed to meet with troopers at their barracks in Bedford, PA. After reportedly getting conflicting stories from all three men, a search warrant was approved for Yang's car, and that search resulted in roughly $120,000 in counterfeit money being found in multiple duffel bags. Yang was charged with forgery and possession with intent to deliver. Yu and Wang were charged with possession with intent to deliver. And all three men were put in the Bedford County Prison on $100,000 bail. Now, these idiots call the cops on themselves? (laughs) Clearly, they didn't follow the golden rule, don't get high on your own supply. (laughs) They got nabbed with 83 pounds of marijuana. Let's put that in perspective, shall we? That's at least a week's worth for Snoop Dogg. Or how about this? A pair of Minnesota farmers are accused of conspiring to sell more than $46 million in chemically treated crops as organic, according to federal prosecutors. Charged were 65-year-old James Clayton Wolf and 45-year-old Adam Clifford Olson, both certified organic farmers in Cottonwood County, on three counts of wire fraud and one count of conspiracy. Wolf had previously been charged in federal court with felony wire fraud before being named in this superseding indictment. The indictment alleges that between 2014 and 2021, Wolf defrauded grain purchasers by claiming the crops treated with chemical fertilizers and pesticides were indeed organic. Organic crops, in case you don't know, are grown from non-GMO seeds and without any chemicals or fertilizers. Olson is charged with helping Wolf sell crops falsely described as organic after Wolf's organic farming certification was revoked in 2020. Wolf made his initial appearance in the previous indictment, and Olson is scheduled to make his initial appearance in court. Attorneys for both Wolf and Olson did not return calls seeking comment. And I mean, people are livid over this. I mean, after all, they want, if they wanted the crappy produce, they'd just go to Trader Joe's. Talk about false advertising, though. These two clowns lie more than people selling junk on social media. And what about this? It was a chilly North Fort Myers evening, and Elizabeth Ann Sherlock Mason was planning to do something fun. She wanted her significant other to take her to the local gentleman's club. However, before hitting up the uh, entertainment and libations, Elizabeth first wanted the evening to kick off at one of her favorite establishments, the Naughty Parrot spelled N-A-U-T-I, the naughty parrot. Her accomplice told deputies that as soon as they got there, Sherlock Mason began ordering drinks and became verbally abusive. And finally, when it became apparent she was well intoxicated, he attempted to persuade Sherlock Mason to leave the bar. When he said, we should leave, Sherlock Mason jumped into action. She Still, well, she was still seated at the high top when she grabbed the man by the neck and began applying pressure. The man then grabbed the wrists of uh, with both of his hands, which left him unsuspectingly vulnerable to a swift kick to the jimmy. The effect or the effort uh, of unleashing the groin shot called, uh, caused Elizabeth to tumble out of her off, off of her stool and on, onto the floor and her victim tried to gather himself. In the meantime, Sherlock Mason would have scummed to the parking lot to find a ride away from the chaos she had left behind. The Lee County Sheriff's Office arrived around 1045 that night, and after talking to witnesses and finding a strong odor of alcohol emanating from Sherlock Mason, she was arrested and charged with battery on someone 65 or older. This kind of sounds like the opening scene of a shoddy amateur porn flick. <laughs> of course, seeing how it happened in North Fort Myers, There's a good chance it probably was. I mean, getting kicked in the crotch was the worst, that's for sure. Especially after you realize you just paid for the booze and got the woman drunk enough to kick you in the crotch. (laughs) And you got to check this one out. A North Carolina man sent police officers on a wild goose chase igniting a police chase in a stolen John Deere tractor. Portions of the incident even went viral on social media. (laughs) In fact, police chief Andy Lebeau writes on Facebook, quote, what a day. So many of you have heard or have seen the videos that we got in a pursuit with a tractor. Journalist Jeremy Markovich tweeted the video noting that the Boone police chase topped out at 20 miles per hour. He writes, there was a police chase this morning in Boone, involving a John Deere tractor that lasted for more than an hour and topped out at 20 miles per hour. Yes, there is video. The officer used stop sticks, but when those proved ineffective, shot the tire of the tractor. After a few miles of driving without the front tire, Mr. Hicks turned onto a private drive and ran out of road, according to what the police department said on Facebook. The driver, named Ronnie Hicks, he exited the tractor, wielding a knife, and subsequently was tased by a police officer, then taken into custody. No officers or Hicks were injured in this little encounter. I mean, the, family's, the guy's family probably is absolutely embarrassed beyond get-out. And you know his wife definitely wrote him a John Deere letter. Officers eventually shot the front tire of the tractor, but I got a feeling this wasn't the driver's first shot of the day. And you'll never believe this, where a feud between neighbors over trash took a dirty turn during their most recent interaction. Texas woman Lakeisha Broomfield alleges Sidney Harris barreled her over with his SUV after she used Harris' trash bins. The altercation allegedly began after Broomfield police placed some of her Or after Broomfield placed some of her trash into Harris's can over the holidays. Harris told the media Broomfield pushed her twice before she got into her car. She then plowed into Broomfield's cans and knocked Broomfield to the pavements. Broomfield said, I can't believe any person would hop into a car and hit a person the way she hit me. Harris claimed she never meant to hit her neighbor, only the trash bins. The assailant also told the news outlet she suffers from a disorder called mobility issues. Allen County police arrested Harris on a charge of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. The residents' feud has intensified over the last several years with Haggis or Harris stealing her neighbor's water and allegedly throwing rocks at Broomfield's car and screaming at her children. Harris noted, she's got nothing against her neighbor. But look, you just can't run your neighbor over. I mean fantasizing about it is one thing, but actually doing it is another The lady who got hit must really hate this neighbor, too. I mean, she definitely thinks the woman is a total piece of trash. (laughs) All right, one more for you. After jail deputies conducted a strip search, spotted what appeared to be a crack pipe, quote, hanging from her vagina, a 57-year-old woman from Florida claimed the item was actually a sex toy, not drug paraphernalia. Carmella Ann Maney's or Maines, I guess is how you say that, was busted on a warrant charging her with failing to appear in court in connection with an alleged theft last year at a Walmart store. So Maines was being processed in the Pinellas County Jail. A uh, booking officer observed an anomaly after the inmate passed through the full body scanner. So during the subsequent strip search, a glass pipe was, quote, protruding from the defendant's vagina. Maines removed the pipe from her body, threw it on the ground, and stepped on it in an effort to destroy the evidence, according to what the investigators are alleging. Maines then attempted to explain away the glass pipe as a sex toy to the staffers, according to Deputy James Upton, who added that the pipe remnants had burnt markings and was consistent with a pipe commonly used to smoke crack cocaine. Maines was charged with introducing contraband into a detention facility in tampering with the evidence both of course are felonies and she's locked up on thirty five hundred dollars bail <laughs> a pipe in her private area <laughs> well she definitely has a crack problem in more ways than one <laughs> imagine watching a crack pipe fall from there it's essentially witnessing a live felony well anyway don't forget to rate and review the podcast with a five-star rating, because I tried to pick five-star stupidity here for you, folks. And don't forget, if your review is stupid enough, I just might feature it on an upcoming episode. And when you rate and review the podcast, it helps for it to show up prominently in searches, because you know folks out there are rapidly and rabidly searching for stupidity. Of course, you can help them out by sharing the podcast on your social media feeds, So that way you're not stingy with the stupidity that you already have. And don't forget to click that subscribe button if you haven't done so already because you don't want to miss any new stupid episodes. And by the way, if you don't like that annoying buffering that happens when you're in crappy cell or Wi-Fi coverage, just download the episode. And by the way, I also recommend using Podcast Addict for your app, listen to the podcast. They've got optimum performance and it's free at your app store. There's also two types of paid versions, one of which I decided to go with because I like it so much. Don't forget, you get two feeds of stupidity every week. In addition to this bonus episode, you also have the weekend episode that features Pancho Guerrero, my insane Florida nephew. Pancho will also answer your questions With his sage wisdom. You can ask Pancho about anything. Test your skill also against Pancho with our weekly insane game show and see how you do against him. And if you download the Telegram Messenger app, you can also then join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel where you can read articles from all the episodes. Stupidity. You can also comment about what you've read and share the articles with your friends. And you can also Post those comments and suggestions about the podcast on the Telegram Messenger channel as well. You can get a preview and a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash Lane. That's t.me slash insaneeriklane. The app is absolutely free. Comes in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And don't forget... You can also follow me on social media by using the handle Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter, and visit my website for all of this fun stuff at InsaneEricLane.com. And this week's verbal meme When you're dead, you don't know you're dead. The pain is only felt by others. It's kind of like the same thing happens when you're stupid. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with the support from Mr. Laughs Comedy, Ad Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill, copyright 1992, Stonehillian Music, Word Music, Twitch and Vibes Music, and is available wherever you download music. The platform for the podcast is hosted by Anchor. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips at anchor.fm. Download the app from your favorite app store.